Welcome to Creative on Purpose Live. These discussions are about how to discover, develop, and deliver endeavors that make a difference. Step into possibility with integrity and intention. It's time to be creative on purpose. Are you ready? Let's go. I'm your host, Scott Perry, best-selling author of Endeavor, member of Creative on Purpose. Learn more about me and my work at BeCreativeOnPurpose.com. Let's meet today's guest. Caitlin Houston, welcome to the broadcast. Please tell our viewers who you are, what you're up to these days, and where we can connect with you to learn more. Well, hi, everyone. I'm Caitlin Houston. I'm from Floyd, Virginia, and I just graduated from Radford University with my Bachelor's of Fine Art with a concentration in drawing. Um, I currently have some pieces featured at the Maggie Gallery, as well as right now I've got a juried show going on in Radford, Virginia. And um, that should be coming down here in the next few weeks. Um, but what I've been working on lately is just trying to get involved with the art scene, try and get some juried shows going, and eventually, hopefully, uh, make it into a master's program so that I can teach on a collegiate level. Fantastic. And where would the best place be for people that want to track you down and, and see your art and learn more about it? Be online, Caitlin. Um, so I have an Instagram account. It's Caitlin.Houston.Artwork. And I also have a Facebook page that's just Caitlin Houston. So. Fantastic. Well, congratulations on recently graduating from Radford University. Uh, I have been, you and I have known each other since you were just a little girl because I used to give guitar <laughs> lessons to your mom and yeah. she used to tug you into the room from time to time. Uh, and then I hadn't really been following what you were up to until suddenly I came across a Facebook post of some of your artwork that featured your, I guess, a Raven series of some sort. Yeah. I just thought it was absolutely stunning. And I'm, I'm just so delighted and excited to have you on the broadcast because unlike a lot of our guests, you are kind of at the very beginning of yeah. <laughs> your journey. And it sounds like you're already trying to be a little intentional and strategic about mm -hmm. how you, uh, you know, how you begin this journey of uh, making at least part of your living from from your art. What's what would you say are your current if you were to to project 20, 30, 40, 50 years into the future, what does a, a a successful journey as an artist look like for you? Well, I this is something I've thought about a lot and I've always been um I guess kind of I've thought about it a lot, thinking that, you know, there's a lot of people that earn a degree and then do something that has nothing to do with their degree. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I was like, I've made this intentional choice to pursue art. And I was trying to think of like, well, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And what it came down to, I talked to one of my professors and he he said something that really comforted me was that um, he's not teaching me to have a job in the arts, but to have a life in the arts. And I think as I think that is actually a lot more, it, it puts you on a better trajectory because that way you're constantly surrounding yourself in an art instead of just trying to check all the boxes. I love that advice. So this kind of plays into another question I want to ask, but I want to un unpack that a little bit more. How would you define 
what it means to be an artist? Um, oh gosh, that's, that's a hard one. <laughs> um, I think something that I have learned while I've been at Radford was that um, art is more than the sum of its parts. There's something about it that, you know, when you look at my drawings, there's ink and there's charcoal and there's graphite and paper and really it's trees and then burnt up trees smushed on it. And so, um, but that's not what it is. It's, it's more than just parts of trees, you know, it's, it creates um, an experience. So I think as being an artist, you're creating an experience for other people and it's kind of a way to project how you view the world around you. So, I mean, art is really for you kind of the way that you are communicating the way that you see the world, but it's also a way that you're connecting with people. And it sounds like you're trying to give them um, either some food for thought or to, to, to convey some sort of emotional um, right. communication or, or something like that. And you mentioned this teacher that, that said that he was trying to, or she was trying to um, not prepare you for a job as an artist, but for you know, a life as an artist. And mm -hmm. I, one of the questions I'd love to ask all of my guests is to, to cite an important teacher or mentor or influence. And it can be somebody that was necessary, not necessarily a direct connect, you know, somebody that you were connected with in real life. But, you know, for some of us, our greatest inspiration comes from people you know, that are historical figures or fictional characters or people that, you know, we're, we're never going to meet, but they're just heroes and kind of become almost virtual mentors or teachers. Who are the people that influenced you the most? Um, I'd say, I mean, really my first teacher was my mom. My mom has her bachelor's in fine art and painting, and she really um, encouraged me and you know, growing up, as soon as I could hold a pencil, she'd take me outside and we'd draw flowers or paint flowers. And, you know, that those moments as a little kid, being able to spend time with my mom and, and to participate in art, that, that meant a lot to me. Um, you know, I, I'm very blessed to have a very, um, a very wonderful family that is encouraging and supportive and also to be able to go to Radford and to have that faculty around me oh my goodness the faculty at Radford is incredible but specifically my faculty advisor and my mentor uh Brent Webb he's a phenomenal artist and he you know it, it, he doesn't just uh, make the art but he encourages others in how to make their own art as well and what role do you think, what, what's the, the, the distinction, if any, that you, you see between people who are creative, which I, I mean, I think we all have a creative instinct or impulse. We all, we all make stuff. You and I are making a conversation right now. So that's yeah. in, in a way of an act of creativity. And after we get off, I'm going to go make myself a sandwich for lunch. And that's <laughs> always a creative endeavor for me. Um, but, you know, there is there seems to be for me a difference or a distinction between when something goes from being merely a creative expression to becoming uh, an artistic expression. Does it, is there anything that, do you have any, any way of kind of delineating the difference between the two? Um, 
one thing that I have noticed is that um, I think there's, and I don't know if this answers your question, but I think there's a misconception about art sometimes and how much research and, and stuff that goes into it and, and how you're always asking questions, you're always solving problems and trying to figure out the best way to maybe articulate something or, or uh, to explain something. So um, I, I know a lot of the people that I'm around that are very creative people, they're always exploring and, and also how they use their time. They're always working and striving towards something. I love that. So that element of curiosity is yeah. really important. And I would totally agree with that. I think that um, the enemies of, of creativity and art artistry are certainty and overconfidence. Uh, yeah. if, you, if you feel you've already made it, then <laughs> what's the point of going on? There's, there's always something else to learn or something else to do or in new directions to go. I think jury shows are very good at keeping people humble because you never know <laughs> if you're going to get in at all or, you know, so uh, there's, there's always uh, things in life that keep you humble. Well, let's talk about that a little bit because I, I think that's a, that's an excellent point because part of being an artist is you are putting your art in front of other people. You're saying, you're announcing to people here, I made this. Um, mm -hmm. And there is there is that element to artistic enterprises that can be different from just something that's merely creative for its own sake. Yeah. Um, and so when you do that, you know, obviously you are opening yourself up to the possibility that um, some people will criticize it. Some people will ignore it. Some people, will, you know, just plain won't like it. Um, yeah. So what are the ways that you, you know, how, how do you maintain the courage to keep creating and sharing uh, in the face of the challenges that come from knowing that it's not going to be for everybody and that some people are going to ignore it or not like it. Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. Um, you know, you just have to keep your ego in check. And the thing is you have to, it, it's, you have to have yourself separated so that you're making art that you believe in and that you feel confident in so that, when you present it to the world, if they like it, that's fantastic. If they don't like it, that's also fantastic because you're the one that decides whether it's worth something and you're the one that takes the time to put it out there. And it's, but you also, you can't, you can't really ride on necessarily what people out there say all the time because if you do then you get stuck into that trap of always trying to look you know to be patted on the back mm. and when you aren't patted on the back it's really detrimental and then you're like oh well what am I doing what what's the point and it's just you know you have to really separate yourself and even when things are are going well, you know, like at a, at a jury show. I, and the reason I keep talking about it is I've done a lot lately, but um, if you get an award, that's great, but it's up to someone's opinion. And mm -hmm. if you don't get an award, that was also up to someone's opinion. And, and really it's all just people's opinions. So you kind of have to, you have to think about that and, and maybe take a step back and just, you know, as long as you believe in what you're making, that's what matters. 
I love that. Well, so there's that element of artistic integrity and having, you know, being true to yourself and being true to the art that you're creating. But um, what I'm pulling out of, of what you're saying is something that I deeply believe in, which is the work is its own reward. The, mm -hmm. the, the reward, the worth of the work is intrinsic in the work itself and that it's not tied to what other people say. And it's hard to remember that in, in our social media culture where right. everything is validated by how many likes or thumbs up or whatever it, it you know, comments it has. Um, so curious too about what was the, the first, what was the first piece of art that you ever created that somebody actually bought or paid you for? Um, well, I did do commissions in high school. Um, I sold some pieces to Jay Derner, who's the band director at the high school and to uh, Mrs. Harris who works, who um, I'm not sure if she still does, but she worked at the, in the office at the time at the high school. And, um, it was just, it, it was nice to have people around me that were seeing what I was doing and, and, you know, even if it was just like a pet or something like that, it, it was really nice to have people around me that believed in me before. I, I mean, at the time I was going into engineering, so I, <laughs> I had no idea that life would take me into that direction, but I still pursued it because it was something that I cared about. I love that. Well, I think you spoke to this at the beginning when you were talking about, you know, people going to school and studying one thing, but then never really going into that domain when they um, were entering, you know, the life of, of work. Um, and it's, I think it's always important to have, to, to, to take aim. You want to have a goal or have an aspiration or an intention that you're heading towards but when you set that intention or aspiration, you can never know what the other possibilities, opportunities, challenges, and so forth are going to come up. And it's nice to be in the moment, you know, in the here and now where you can actually take advantage of our opportunities you hadn't foreseen or yeah. deal with unexpected challenges and creative in new ways. So um, I really love that. So the other, one of the other things I wanted to ask um, based on what you were saying earlier about kind of, your, you know, teachers and so forth. You mentioned your mom, you mentioned some of your teachers at Radford, but you also mentioned um, our community. And this series is all featuring artists and, and creative entrepreneurs from in and around Floyd, Virginia, where you and I, which you and I call home. Mm -hmm. What's what's the role? I mean, this, you know, those of us that, that live here and even those that visit here kind of come to find that Floyd is a pretty magical, special place in that there are so many people in, uh, employed in their own creative endeavors. Um, yeah. What's the role of the community at large for you and, and, and the way it supports and encourages you as an artist? Um, I think, you know, it's a symbiotic relationship. We're all here and we all have similar goals, but we're, we're helping each other. And I think that Floyd is really unique because it's a very small community and um, a lot of small communities don't have arts that are this developed. But I think that the way that it's structured, everybody knows everybody and everybody can check in on each other and kind of hold each other accountable sometimes. 
Yeah, I love that. And that's, I, I think that's, it's, it's a very open, honest and welcoming place for, uh, and, and in many ways, even though we are kind of tucked away in the Southwest corner of the state and it's fairly rural and, um, you know, it, it, at the same time, people are very open-minded and supportive and encouraging about, you know, what their friends and neighbors are up to even, even when we don't fully understand what, what exactly it is that they are, are up to. So I wanted to also just investigate with you because you, it sounds like you've already experienced that resilience is a really important part of, you know, an artistic life because you do have to, uh, there are challenges just to learning your craft and training and practicing, but there's also, you're experiencing these challenges and entering uh, juried shows and so forth. And I'm wondering if um, at this early stage in your career, even if you've, you know, if, if there's like one big mistake or big moment, um, you know, creative or otherwise that, you know, you really um, found challenging and how you recovered and, and what lesson you might've learned in that experience. Um, I think it's been, Overall, the past four years, like going to school, uh, my first year I was at Virginia Tech and then I transferred to Radford and did uh, finish my degree at Radford. But um, I, I think that confidence of being able to, to know yourself and to know what, you, what is working and what isn't and to be able to call those shots and be like, okay, well, something's got to you know, something's got to change and, um, and to, you know, uh, uh, confidence is really a a huge one. And, you know, I'm very thankful that we come from a community that encourages that. Um, but there are, you know, some people don't have those opportunities and you have to kind of find that in yourself to thrive. I love that. Well, I think, you're touching on one of the most important, um, one of the most important tools or or skills or habits uh, that anybody can um, develop and practice for just experiencing greater well, a sense of well-being as they are striving and, and as they go through all the the suffering and the strife that's involved (laughs) with that. And that's gratitude, just being grateful for what you have because very if you are tuning into this broadcast you clearly have enough um so just being thankful for what you have is a great place to start because then you know everything after that becomes more or less gravy well i'd like to get into some just kind of uh quick thought questions now caitlin just because i'm nosy and curious about what other people uh pay attention to so is there a book um, that you read or that you go back to over and over again or have read recently that, that you found deeply influential or inspiring? Um, I read uh, for school, they had us reading some really interesting books. And uh, there was one book that we read that was called Taking the Leap. And it was written by an artist. And it was basically a how-to manual. But it was, um, you know, there are a lot of, different parts to it it's for artists that are just getting started artists that um maybe they were and they're trying to get back into it or 
you know, artists that are currently making art, but they want to figure out new ways to do it. And it, it was just really inspiring because there was this one part that really stuck with me that I think about all the time is that um, you're a guardian of your time. Mm. And that um, the woman that wrote the book, she said that everything that you need and want to do, you have the time to do it. But you don't always have time for all of the things that people expect you to do. So you have to make those calls to figure out what is important to you and to your goals. I love that. So time is obviously one of those um, assets that we had that we can't actually add to. We're only making decisions about how we're going to spend it. Um, and what you were just saying in, indicates the importance of being of the ability to say no to things. It's not all the things that you say yes to so much often. <laughs> yeah. What's or to, to pick out what is the most, what is the most cost effective for your, uh, or maybe not cost effective, but what, what would work best for the amount of time and energy you're putting into something if, if it's even worth it. So what do, do you have any strategies or thought processes that you go through when it's, when it's time to say no, when it's clearly, you know, something, um, cause that saying no is something that a lot of people really struggle with. Yeah. Um, I usually, so I, I, I try and open up as many opportunities as I can to be able to be productive. And so it's not necessarily saying no as it is like, okay, I am feeling this certain way, so I need to work on this specific thing. So, you know, sometimes you're in a, a mental state where it's great for creativity. Sometimes you're in a mental state where it's more of absorbing information, so doing research. Um, or, you know, even working on my pieces, if, if um, there's different stages of my work where some of it's very quick paced, some of it's more thoughtful and time consuming. So I try and have multiple pieces at different levels. So depending on how I'm feeling, I can approach them different ways. Oh, I love that. Um, so we've talked about a book that has informed or inspired your, your journey. How about a, a movie or documentary? Oh, goodness. Um, that's a tricky one. I hadn't really. Um, I really like the movie uh, The Pursuit of Happiness oh, with yeah. Will Smith. Yeah. Um, that one is, uh, I think that's a fantastic movie just to show how hard things can be. But, you know, if you put in the work, sometimes it, it can turn around for you and you just, you can't give up on those kinds of things. I love that movie too. It speaks to the importance of values and, and the value of perseverance and persistence, you know, and, and yeah. setting dreams that are worthy of your time, talent, effort, and suffering and, and pursuing them um, to, to completion. That, that, that's a really good one. And one that hasn't come up before. So thank you for bringing that one up. So yeah. what about, what about, um, I'm always just curious with people that are in enterprises different from mine, which is mostly, um, in music and writing. What, what, um, what role, if any, does music play? And do you have music? Is, is that part of what's going on in the background when you're creating or is oh, it always, 
there's always music. <laughs> music is, is really interesting. And it's funny because my fiance, Brian Dowd, he is, um, he's currently at Radford for music education. And so it's kind of funny because like, he'll be, uh, you know, practicing guitar or, or, you know, other instruments that, and uh, while I'm working and it's just, it's, it's really incredible. And um, it, it's a lot of fun. And sometimes he'll look at a piece and he'll be like, Hmm, that, that feels like it would sound like this. And it, it just uh, going back and forth is um, it's really interesting. Cause I never really thought of it that way. So do you have any particular artists or music that's going on in the background while you're uh, you know, while you're creating? Um, there's a band called Blue October that is, um, really inspiring to me. Um, they're, they're a group that has gone through a lot of hard times and that they've, they've found a way to be happy. And that is, you know, that's, that's so much more than being famous or having a lot of money was just to be happy and to be thankful and to celebrate life. And which is funny because you know, they went through this huge transition where they were very, you know, angry about everything and everything was so hard and, you know, depressing and difficult. And they made this huge transition to celebrate, you know, everything that's going right. That is really interesting. I'll have to check out the band because I remember that moment in my own musical journey where um, I was becoming the bitter, jaded old guy that I promised my... <laughs> That, that the young me had promised I would never become. And as soon as I started to, to frame what I was doing as the work I get to do instead of the work I had to do, it yeah. made me appreciate the fact that, that this is what I get to do. And it, you know, when you're a musician, you get to play for a living and which yeah. always beats working for a living. Right. So last question, Caitlin, cause we're coming up to the end of our time together. What is one tip or piece of advice that you'd give listeners who are themselves trying to fly higher in a creative endeavor or enterprise that makes a difference? Um, oh, to pick just one, I would say, um, I think a healthy dose of stubbornness is good. <laughs> I, I think, uh, cause you, you know, you're going to get knocked down and pushed around and people aren't always going to believe in you, but you have to believe in yourself and to feel that what you're doing is right. And, uh, but to always uh, take constructive criticism and, and not necessarily having to act on them, but to listen and evaluate because you, you should be able to hear what people are saying and then pick out what you think is going to work the best for you and then pursue it. I love it. That's great advice. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in. Caitlin and I really appreciate you lending us some of your valuable time and attention. And we hope that today's broadcast motivates you to lean into an endeavor that matters with greater curiosity and courage. Learn more about Caitlin Houston and her artwork on Instagram and Facebook. And of course, it's always great to see you at BeCreativeOnPurpose.com. Now, go out and make a difference and keep flying higher. Caitlin Houston, thank you so much for sharing some of your time with us today. Thank you so much for having me.